I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high-quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want, and it's always top of the line, but... It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling. Chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs. Two pounds of ground beef or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code SCARYMYSTERIES and get $20 off your first box. Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation and it's a darkly humorous look at murders mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, Two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From monsters under the bed to that imaginary friend, Children often fall victim to ghost sightings and other paranormal activities, more so than adults. No one knows exactly the reason, but psychologists seem to suggest that these young individuals are more susceptible to these things because, compared to us, they have a much greater sense of awareness and open-mindedness. Whether it's a product of their fertile imagination or if they're actually the real thing is up for you to decide. Here are five children who really see dead people. Number five, Rihanna Kelly. Pure and innocent, children view the world in such a different way than us adults. 
and Rihanna Kelly was a good example of this. An eight-year-old kid who had a special kind of perception that she thought might be a curse, but later on realized was actually a gift. Rihanna had always felt like something was wrong with her because ever since she could remember, she possessed the ability to see the spirits of dead people. One of these ghosts, for example, belonged to a young girl who was tragically killed in a car accident that happened right in front of their house. Rihanna claimed that she was able to talk with a little girl named Beth in her dreams. Beth would often cry and confide in her new friend about how she missed her family and she wanted to get her old life back. Affected by the tragedy and constant talk around the spirit of Beth, Rihanna's family eventually moved away from their residence. Despite not being at the scene of the accident anymore, Beth's spirit still stayed close. In the new home, she could feel her presence manifested by tiny little footsteps running through their corridor, and it frightened her. Over time, these paranormal experiences took a toll on the child to the point where she didn't want to be left alone at night. She stopped sleeping by herself and instead would spend the night in her mother's room. But even then, the haunting continued, and it got worse when she began to see other spirits as well. Rihanna's mother opted to seek help from paranormal experts to fix the problem. One of them answered and took notice of the girl's psychic potential to do amazing things. To see what she could do, the girl was made to sit down with a patient who often got sick due to a blood disorder. To test her ability, the specialist chose not to tell her about the condition. During the session, Rihanna was made to lay hands on the patient's body. Using colored pens and paper, the psychic girl was then told to draw what she could feel. She managed to make a few doodles, and when asked to explain, she said she could see the person's blood going crazy inside her body. That's when she was told that the other girl actually had a blood disorder. Her abilities never stopped, and ultimately she learned to live with them, and in fact, actually embraced them. She's now figured out what she wants to do with her life, and that is to use her psychic gift to figure out the ailments of others and help heal their suffering. Number four, Rosalind Evans. When kids tell you something, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are telling the truth. But sometimes the things they have to say can be so strange and unnerving, they'll actually wish they were lying. In 2018, Rebecca Evans had just picked up her daughter, Rosalind, from her preschool. The three-year-old was excited to share with her mom what had happened at school that day, the game she played, to the arts and crafts they made. Rosalind then began to talk about her new best friend. Rebecca, keen to find out more, asked about the name, which is when, without batting an eyelash, the child answered, Tilly. She lives in our house. Rebecca prodded further, and that's when Rosalind explained that Tilly was actually dead. She went on to mention yet another friend named Alex, who was also dead, and living together with them too. Dumbfounded, Rebecca didn't really know what to say as she looked at her child nonchalantly licking her cone of ice cream. From her perspective, the family didn't know anyone named Tilly or Alex. 
And it was even weirder, considering she hadn't had a talk with Rosalind about what death was, let alone spirits. After all, she was still a toddler. The closest thing the child had acquainted herself with death was when their pet cat had died. It was difficult for Rebecca to process the words of her child. A journalist by profession, she had long been focused on facts and evidence, which then extend to her being skeptical with superstitious things like ghosts and spirits. But the circumstances seemed to play tricks on them. With her husband, Adrian, always away for work, Rebecca and Rosalind were often left alone in the house in North Devon, London. The house they were living in was built way back in the 1500s, so suffice to say, it was primed for having spirits of occupants from the past. It didn't help that this property was situated out in the middle of the woods. The nearest neighbors were half a mile away, and at night, the silence could be deafening. Using her investigative skills, Rebecca decided to verify her kid's story, and much to her surprise, she stumbled upon some hard evidence. Apparently, in 1861, there was a boy named Alexander Turner, who had once lived in that home. Thirty years later, records mentioned of a Matilda Oak, a.k.a. Tilly, who had also, at one time, grew up in that same residence. The Evans continue to grapple with the idea that their toddler has some rather strange connection to the past. She still is just a child, seven years old, and no follow-ups have been made as of yet. Perhaps soon we'll learn if the ghostly friends are still present on the property, or perhaps little Rosalind's grown out of being able to talk with them. And then again, maybe she just made the whole thing up. Number three. Jillian Hernandez. From a very young age, Jillian Hernandez says she began experiencing supernatural occurrences. The family had moved to a new home, and that's when it all began. In an interview from when she was 12, the young girl said that she often sees the spirits of two children, Emily and Jacob. And by often, she meant every single day. They appear like orbs floating around. Jacob, for example, is a little boy ghost who follows Jillian everywhere and like a pesky little puppy, he bothers her when she tries to sleep because he wants to play. Jillian says she can somewhat turn the ability on and off, similar to having an open or closed mind. And according to her, her powers are not limited to seeing dead people. At times, she has had dreams of physical places, only to find herself being there in real life days or weeks later, and she realizes that none of this makes sense and that if she didn't experience it, she wouldn't believe the stuff she says herself. Her parents, particularly her father, did not believe her for many years, but over time has experienced enough proof that he no longer fights that it's possible his daughter has clairvoyant abilities. He has seen her tell him what someone was going to say before they said it on a number of occasions, and she explains that it's not a perfect science, not something she can do all the time, but equates it to a similar experience of an athlete being in the zone, when almost some other force is at play making them seem unstoppable. For her, 
Sometimes, without knowing why, she just knows what's going to happen. As cool as this all may sound, Jillian often complains about how this has severely affected her life. Some kids have stopped talking to her for the fear that she might be the devil's daughter. Others outrightly accuse her of worshipping satanic stuff. She's lost many friends over this, but if there's any consolation, it's the fact that she's not entirely alone in this struggle. According to studies, at least 3% of children around the world experience seeing ghosts or spirits of dead people. Through time, this ability tends to fade away until it entirely vanishes. Others, however, get to retain this special kind of sensitivity well into adulthood. For Jillian, her willingness to accept her condition became a first step to embracing her psychic abilities. Number 2. Thomas Rogers If you believe in them, where do the spirits of our dead relatives go? Do they watch over us, as people so often say? For Rachel Rogers, her son's disturbing experience was proof enough for her that the dead sometimes do, in fact, come to visit. A lawyer by profession, 40-year-old Rachel, lived with her boy Thomas in Walkingham, England, just outside of London. And she vividly remembers that one night, when Thomas was still three, and the boy revealed for the first time that he had a friend. Thomas said, That man's there right now, standing right next to you. Rachel quickly turned to see if there really was someone beside her, but of course no man was. Thomas then explained that this person often comes to play with him, and in trying to appease not only the boy but also herself, she calmly explained that no one was there. But Thomas insisted, even going on to describe the entity as a tall, old man wearing glasses. The thing that bothered the boy was the stranger's sad expression. It didn't scare him, just concerned him, but the mother, however, was a different story. Frightened to her core, Rachel picked Thomas up and brought him downstairs. To calm herself down, the woman had to grab a glass of wine while she lulled her child to sleep. Driven by curiosity, Miss Rogers grabbed a pencil and paper and prodded her son to draw what his friend looked like. Sure enough, the boy's work revealed some surprising, if not disturbing, details. What she saw scribble was a stick man wearing a pair of big, thick-rimmed glasses. The man kept on appearing and playing with the young boy, and in turn, Rachel would take Thomas away and make sure that he'd be sleeping beside her. It was hard for her to deal with all this. She wanted to think that this was all a figment of the boy's imagination. Over Thomas's strong conviction, it urged Rogers to actually do some more research. She found out that children were very susceptible to seeing spirits and most of these entities were actually not strangers, but rather people who were close to them. And this hint led Rachel to dig up her own family tree. Thanks to her aunt, she was able to get a hold of some old family photos. As she was browsing through the images, she was interested to see a picture of her grandmother on her wedding day. Standing beside her was a man, and before she could react, Thomas, who was looking with her, exclaimed, that's him. That's the man who comes to play with me. 
Rachel could feel the cold rushing through her veins. The glasses-wearing man was her nan's second husband who died in his 80s, around the time when she was 16. As creepy as the situation is, it was a relief that Thomas didn't have any other visions or ghostly playmates. And, at the very least, they were thankful that this apparition was family. Number 1. Vada Green At the tender age of three, Vada Green began to see things which a normal child shouldn't. This strange ability was first revealed when the Green family moved into a new house, where young Vada began seeing spirits. The most startling incident took place when Vada's mother was backing their car out of the driveway. In the rearview mirror, she saw Vada waving at an old woman who her mother could not see. The fear grew stronger when days later, as Vada's mom was going through the drawer of the new house, she found a photograph. A familiar face was looking back at them. Vada pointed at the photo, insisting that it was the same old woman she'd seen in their driveway. The photograph, left behind by the previous owners, freaked the mother out. Seeking some relief, the family moved to a Victorian terraced house in Norfolk. However, their hopes for a peaceful life were short-lived. The haunting started immediately. Vada claimed to see a woman sitting by her bed during their first night. Her innocent childhood playtime became eerie gatherings with ghostly playmates. She would often see two little girls about her age join her while playing. When she told her mother about these ghostly encounters, it added to her mother's worries. Her dad's cousin had two little girls, one of whom had passed away due to a disease. But could one of them be the spirits visiting her? The question lingered in the air, making the atmosphere even more chilling. Then the situation took a darker turn when they moved to a house next to an old abandoned prison. There, Vada started seeing the apparition of a man in a prison uniform, complete with a chain around his ankles. In a terrifying turn, the spectral prisoner would run towards her. Although a ghost, the sight was petrifying enough to freeze Vada in her tracks. These relentless hauntings followed Vada well into her teenage years. She lived temporarily with her grandmother on an old property. From here, she encountered spirits with the ability to move physical objects. A spirit of particular note was that of her grandmother's late husband, who Vada had never liked. He would appear in parts of the house with a menacing look on his face, as if unhappy with her presence in his home. By her late teens, Vada lost her ability to see these spirits. However, she retained a certain extrasensory perception an unsettling feeling of being watched by unseen entities. This unnerving sensation continued to haunt her, reminding her of the chilling childhood she endured. This is the strange and spooky tale of Vada Green. Was her third eye a gift or a curse? That's up for you to decide. So there were five children who really see dead people, If you're craving more true crime podcasts from us, remember to check out the Everytown podcast because every town has a dark side. 
You can also always watch these episodes on our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel. And for exclusive content, go check us out at patreon.com slash scarymysteries. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Stay safe out there, guys. I'll see you soon.